0: Hello, we're the Sticky Bone Boys, I'm Michael And I'm David, welcome back to the podcast This year's Bake Off is really edging us with their start date So for now, we're sticking with Series 3, and it's the semi-final I'm pretty sure we've rinsed every single innuendo there is for the word semi I'm just not going to question your use of the word edging there Probably for the best, Uh, shall we get going? (laughs) Go on then, we'll see you after these So before we get into this, I love the fact that you looked up and just said to Alex, do straight people do edging as well? <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes generally get confused with some terms that are, because like you said, you said you'd mentioned it in front of some straight people they didn't know. Mm. But there's certain terms that are maybe queer terms that I just think are not. And then, yes, anormal. A normal, yeah. Anormal. I heard about gooning the other day. What's gooning? Yeah, we won't talk about that on the podcast, but I, I, that's something to be Googled. I did not know what that was. Do you want to look it up now? No. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> not this early into the podcast. Right? What's no. alarming is the producer Alex does know what gooning yes, is. Yes, I just saw him. Laugh. Is he gooning now? I really hope not. (laughs) I I am going to wait for that the face he's pulling, potentially so. (laughs) Anyway, this is a semi-final. I was actually really, really enjoying Series 3. And then the idea that this new series was coming along, which I am very excited for, Mm. it did make me a little bit sad that we were going to lose out on Mm. Brendan and Danny and John Mm. and whoever the other person was, James. (laughs) Um, But... It was very nice to come back and get into their semi-final. Yeah, so we had a wee break from watching, actually, because we recorded all the previous ones before we had some holidays. So it's quite nice to be back in the room again. Yeah. So the signature for this one, it basically is patisserie week, isn't it? Without it them is. saying it yet. What did they say? At French week? Just kind of, they didn't even say it was a French week. They just started talking French. Is this the beginning of like the national weeks? oh maybe it is i kind of got the impression it seems like mel and sue can both speak quite good french so they're just trying to show off <laughs> yeah probably um actually it's probably it's quite topical actually they've just announced there are going to be no more national weeks as in they used to do japan week and offensively mexico week and offensively every kind of oh no more week. racist week no more racist weeks they've oh, cancelled racism <laughs> um and, and because and i quote the joke fell flat Hmm, the joke. Yeah, racism is a very really good joke. Real funny. Real funny. <laughs> I, I think their laziness fell flat. Yeah, and it was a bit weird. Like the interviews, they were kind of. I mean, they were holding their hands up to a certain degree, but then some of the comments being made with Paul was like, oh, I came back from Mexico. I just wanted to try things out. And I was like, yes, but you're still not an expert in Mexican baking. No. Like I've had a paella once. I'm not a massive Spanish baker cook now. It doesn't make any sense, but it is good. It means that they're going to be going back to much more typical things like chocolate and and other kind of botanicals. I did a botanical week this year. And they can always add... You can always add national elements and dishes into a chocolate week. You don't yes. have to have the whole week. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's a it's a really good move. Oh, it's good. Anyway, so this one is patisserie we still week, still basically, French. And the signature was to do petit four, three different types, 12 of each. No idea what the time was. There were no time calls this entire episode. No. Um, I didn't know where the word petit four came from. I thought it was like little four because it always comes as four. So I thought it was like little, as in like little desserts, and you get four of them. Oh. Um but apparently it's because they used to cook in the big oven and it would be like a big heat basically which is where four comes from in french but then when the oven was kind of cooling down rather than waste that heat they would use the residual heat to cook some more bits and that's why it's little fire so little oh, because heat, lower heat you need the bigger heat to bake something bigger but when it's something very small it will bake a lot quicker so they can do quick and easy uh, things yes yeah, so it's residual so the petty four uh. comes from lower heat is what it means not just little fours was that a bb that i missed or was that just she said it in the voiceover? over you just weren't listening huh. all i heard was it has to be one mouthful and i'm quite happy when things are one and mouthful. paul wants them to be small and exquisite oh small and exquisite and one mouthful <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of those ones, we've talked about this before, where because it's Petit Four, there's a lot of them and there was three different types and 12 of each. It kind of felt a bit like I was str- I was struggling. For mm-hmm. Danny's, I've written something because I missed the bit where they said all what they all were and I wasn't going to go Are you back. ready for an actual journalist to help you out here? Please, Michael. Well, no, Brendan, I did get coffee meringues with hazelnuts, apricot and pistachio frillon, and shoe signets as in baby swans with a lime curd with a lime curd very nice bit. yeah um they all sounded quite nice to me those the, all of those i'm not a massive apricot fan personally oh, i do like apricots. Um, so i wasn't massive on the feel that he was making but the signets looked gorgeous i thought they kind of ignored brendan this episode yeah i do and these ones when it came because when it came to the judging we'll do the judging straight away they loved it they looked spectacular they looked spectacular however they were all fucking massive and we'll get to it but Paul and Pr- um, Prue, oh god Paul and Mary <laughs> had been busy complaining about the size of everybody else's being like oh they're too big these were the same size as everybody else's but suddenly he was getting compliments for them they were, he had two massive meringues stuck together right. and then the the signets he was, Paul tried to say like oh because obviously with because these were like swans had these extra bits mm-hmm. and he was like oh the core of it's small no nonsense. it's not the core was still a big Absolute shoe bun absolutely nonsense it's not, a, it's not one mouthful and that's what Mary wanted Um, They all looked looked brilliant and I have no doubt it tasted perfect, but it felt like to me for this whole episode, Brendan was doing well enough to get star baker, but the edit needed to make him look like he didn't deserve it. Uh... So they just cut him out because really you saw him saying what he was doing and bar some shots from drinking tea, there was nothing else of him in the episode. And I think that's because he did really well, but they couldn't make the edit look like he deserved to win over the person who did, which I will not spoil. I think he did deserve to win. I was watching it thinking his is by far the best. I thought it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, talking about this mouthful thing, some of us have different sized mouths. Like your mouth, you can take quite a big mouthful. I can. Famously. You can take take a lot in that. It's known. I've got a relatively exquisitely small mouth. It is. Or tight. It's a tight mouth. (laughs) And so like you would quite like all of their mouthfuls. Has your mouth always been small? Well when I was a kid It was even smaller oh, So it wasn't just go into your mouth The mouth was the same size And you just And you grew around it Like, like some kind of Reverse Cheshire cat Maybe that I did happen. i have to actually Look at photos That could have been the case I often think in pictures It looks like I'm Baring my teeth And I'm trying to smile Because my, my entire mouth Just opens wide It's like I unhinge my jaw And show up all my teeth But you haven't got A massive mouth It's just big compared to mine I think I've got quite a big mouth Oh We'll do some mouth testing <laughs> um, <laughs> What will we use? Oh uh, <laughs> Well, something that's got varying girths. Isn't mouth testing what they do at the STI clinic? <laughs> oh. Right. Moving on. I'm in charge. I'm leading. Right. John. John was making madeleines, which I thought was quite brave because madeleines, you usually have to let Had to rest them. Yeah. Rest them to so get that nice pert bumpy bit. Um, A hump. And then he was making uh, cherry macaroons. No, he wasn't doing that. There were chocolate macaroons. But and they're also called ch- chocolate macarons. Macaro- oh, they're not even cherry. They were chocolate and cherry, but they were mainly brown and less red. Also, I've written cherry. So they were <laughs> so cheery. Making some cheery macaroons. Cherry macaroons. So we still haven't got to the point where they're saying macarons. Oh, it was infuriating. Oh. And then he was making tartlets. Uh, white chocolate and raspberry. Which I always think the tartlets are a bit of an easy go-to for that. I would have definitely done those. <laughs> 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 it's just a basic shell and then you squirt something in it. Um, his basically didn't look that great. And then they said everything kind of tasted okay, but then they really hated the texture of his tartlets. It was was it the white chocolate and raspberry? Yeah, I think the raspberry was like a bit like a sticky. I think the the jam had gone sticky, so he'd overcooked the jam. Basically, it was like sticky into a custard, so it's a bit cloying and a bit chewy. Uh, And both of them didn't like, because sometimes one of the judges mm. likes it and one doesn't, whereas they both didn't like it. And they generally said that nothing really excited them much about but it. But talking of exciting, James made lemon and rhubarbaba tarts. Um, oh, that was a throwback. Tartlets. tarts yeah, rhubarbaba. Rhubarbaba. Chocolate indulgence, for whatever that means. But then the most interesting thing was chilli, lime and raspberry macarons, which sounds absolutely Heavenly, And they looked pretty as well. Like he made his own chilli sugar. Like I, I, I'm drooling thinking about it. That sounds amazing. He did have a bit of a Maysam school of wrong implements. Because oh. when he was mixing his chilli sugar, he was using the back of a spoon. I was like, what's wrong with just using the spoon Can of the talk spoon? we about Maysam, by the way? Because Maysam left in like what, week one or week two? She, I mean, she wasn't there very or like long. early. And she has got, producer Alex has two apparently. He's saying that with some confidence. But I don't think he even watched that season. Um, yes, because <laughs> one was the guy that like model trains. Oh, but that's a different year. Oh. <laughs> um, but Maysam, her Instagram, if you ha- if you aren't looking at it already, it's like, la- I think it's lat.maysam. Yeah. Uh, it is beautiful. It's like really gorgeous videos of her making bakes and giving out recipes. She's got more followers than you have, a new one. And you know, it's blown up. More f- she's had uh, views of her videos. She's had more than I think any other baker on Bake Off. It's absolutely astounding. And it's what's quite nice is that so many people, including us, you get stressed when you first get off like there's Instagram and you're, doing videos Mm. and things like that. And you get really disappointed if you don't get the right number of likes. And everyone tells you if you leave early, you'll never get that. Yeah. And what she did straight from actually when Baker was going on, she just consistently has been putting out stuff that she's obviously enjoying doing. It's really quite simple as well. It's like she's not in most of it. It's just these bakes that- But it's like beautiful. It's beautifully put together. It's she a lovely light. It's I very relaxing. Yeah. I don't. Know she, if she must only good... shoot during golden hour. Yeah. Or she's got a fake sun or something. But she's mm. done it and she's just consistently posted. And then there are these ones that have gone viral that's had millions of views. Mm. And yeah, everyone follow me, Sam. So she's come a long way from using the wrong implements. Um, But uh, yeah, what was it Who were we talking about? Oh, we're on to James. James, who then, the one big thing about this, Michael, was in his chocolate indulgence, he did the chocolate where he added some water to the melted chocolate, then whisked it because you never add water to chocolate and it turned into this perfect mousse. Mm. Mind blown. You can make a chocolate ganache with water. Really? Yeah, it's just a a vegan one. Well, they made a very, very big thing Mm. about this. And I went, I was... Totally bought by it. I thought it was amazing. They said in the judging that they were all nice, but they were too big. Um, My favourite part of the judging was that James was just tucking in as well. (laughs) Yeah. Just eating the whole way through. He was like, I like these. I'm going to have some of them. Yeah, because it's actually interesting enough that that Mel and Sue do it a lot more than the... the, Because Mm. the presenters have always been allowed to, but they really do just tuck in. It was brilliant to watch James do it as well. His also... Didn't look great. They look some of them. He's not a finesse guy. No. Not bad, but he's not a finesse guy. No. Uh, Danny, you didn't write down what she did. She did blackberry and peppermint macarons, bleh, uh, raspberry and basil financi- fin- financiers, finances, and an orange and white chocolate long du Yeah, uh, which are long du chat are basically like biscuits that look like cat tongues. Allegedly, and um, they're just like long and flat.
1: Like I they, thought like they
0: were quite <laughs> I thought they were quite easy The long de chat like that's mm. a very She did say about thing. long de chat, though. She said The ones you get at Christmas are hard and disappointing Have you had anything, anything hard and disappointing at Christmas before David? Yeah regularly That's, <laughs> what, Christ, that's what Christmas is about <laughs> You're married now <laughs> uh, They did say that she put so much peppermint in it That it was hot and spicy Like really? I can imagine that You get like a, like a minty heat yeah, oh, she must have. She must we're have doing been. that thing again, aren't we? Where we talk a lot in the signature and then we're going to have to race through the other bits to get to the end. Yeah, but you know what? The technical. So, anyway, that was the signature. The yeah. technical was a Frasier cake. And what kind of sponge do they use in the Frasier cake, David? They use a Genoese. A Genoese. Have I I've mean, written Genoese dash no Michael? Have I mentioned no Michael? <laughs> I've literally written no Michael. <laughs> I deserve more credit than I got um, So the BB was about a Man who invented ovens I skipped through that Because I didn't really want to know Oh yeah I, I didn't even know what it was <laughs> Also This is one of the ones this where This is carnage What's happening <laughs> This was one of those where Mel was also saying like The way she was saying Frazier cake or Friseur. something I don't know what it was It was an ick wasn't it It was a bit of an nick Because just call it a Fraser cake mm. And Oh the thing that annoyed me Is when they were in the Perfect perfect tent Can Mary have an episode Where she doesn't say scrummy Please oh, Mary scrummy's awful isn't it Oh but generally, this was one of those cakes where you make a Genoese sponge, which Michael is an expert of, so they should have had him as a judge. And then you <laughs> cut it in half, you fill it with a creme pat that's got corn flour in it, and you put strawberries on the edge. It's got marspan. It does actually, when they look good, they do look like really and tasty cakes. it's actually quite a good challenge, I thought. Because yeah. realistically, at this point, they should be able to make a Genoese. They should be able to make a, a, a good creme pat. We should be able to make a marzipan and cut some strawberries. Like it should, it's difficult, absolutely difficult. But I thought it was a good challenge for this time in the in the, in the the thing. I found it weird though, that James was using the judge's table as like an overflow. Yeah. <laughs> Did yes. you notice this? Yeah. Like he was like filling his tin, lining his tin on the spot where the judge's deliberate. Very yeah. strange. Uh, that he was allowed to do that. Uh, it was one of those good ones as well, because it throws in something that you're just not used to. So having the acetate round mm. the tin was just, that would have been a bit of a... They were all quite tense, actually. I mean, we didn't see Brendan for this entire section, but most of them seemed quite tense. So Bottom was Danny, and it's because her creme pat was like all soft oh, and Oh, she got the use. But I have to say, I think it's more forgivable for that than the fact that Brendan couldn't do a Genoese. Mm. Someone here can do them perfectly. And so it was actually That's Danny me, was at Bottom. I, I'm the person who can do that perfectly. <laughs> and then, I did, this, on television. Did you do it in week one for the technical yes little. i did actually i yes. were terrible on that as well yeah i did very badly with every other element in that big but I, the genoese was stunning he knows how to make a genoese <laughs> uh so it was yeah it was danny brendan john and then james number one um with brendan they said that his his was a little bit soft just lost the shape but otherwise lovely flavor which is my reviews on the dating apps i mean if it's soft it's gonna lose its shape a bit isn't it well you never know if it's not gonna be as shapely I'm not I had a comment to make, but I will not make it. And we will move on. Let's move on to the showstopper. Do you know what? We can be quite quick with the showstoppers. I didn't like this showstopper. Well, you didn't watch it. You came to my house and you said, I'll watch the showstopper here. And I said, well, it was quite boring, but here's what it was. And you were like, well, I'll watch it anyway. And then we had a conversation while you skipped through to the end to see who left. That's what happened. (laughs) Don't you try to lie For that reason, I didn't like it. (laughs) And also I've written Nothing down All I've written is Showstopper Shoe gato Did you write down That there was a BB No Do you want to guess What a BB was about Was it about shoe pastry Yeah in Paris Brest Um, No It was about a man Called It was about about Creme Shibo Or Shibu And can you imagine The man's name Who invented that Monsieur Chibot And that was the conclusion of the BB It took about four minutes to say that Oh, well, yeah. I'm glad I didn't watch that bit I also wish I hadn't watched the rest of it that I didn't really watch because <laughs> as I was flicking through it just didn't seem that interesting One of the things that people don't realise with Bake Off and it's a good point to make here is three of them were making a Gâteau Saint Honoré and it is true that the producers only if there's like a real big issue Will they try and steer us to make certain things? We really do get the choice. Like on ours, a lot of people made hot cross buns one week, didn't we? Mm. Didn't we? So I think it's it's quite nice. But also in this sense, because there's only four people it's a bit dull if it was a bit dull same. yeah so Danny made a raspberry rose water and light to Saint Honoré and the judging they said it was well decorated and it, but it was overwhelmed by the rose flavour which is always the case with rose uh, future bakers out there just don't use rose there's no need to use it use something else what was really sad was she just seemed so gutted as soon as they finished the judging you could tell that she was like okay that's me going home then bowing out mm-hmm. um, Brendan made a gâteau Saint Honoré made no changes to it and it was nice full stop uh john made passion fruit saint honore um and what was interesting was his passion fruit curd he wasn't adding any lemon or anything it was just passion fruit which Mm. is quite a dull not a dull flavor but like quite a if you get them very very ripe then it's okay as we've said before bake off doesn't always get you the right ripeness of the fruit Mm. anyway they said it was it was brilliant he was spiraling through the whole challenge and it was really interesting watching him spiral because i don't think i'd remembered because the John Waite that we see now, is so different from the John Waite then. Yeah, I don't think I'd imagined that he was going to be like this kind of worried and nervous and spiralling because looking at it, ostensibly, everything was going quite well for him. Um, but he was in a proper mind spiral. And I was like, maybe that was me. And then I remembered that everything was going wrong for me as well at the same time. <laughs> I can't wait to watch our series again. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so they liked him. His worked very well. And then James made a parry breast bicycle. So he just made two parry breasts and then did like a, a shoe pastry bike frame on top of it, which they loved. It looked quite... Beige And I flat I did see that one And actually when I saw I did see that one <laughs> As I was flicking through And I remembered That that's one of the ones Because I actually remember This series a bit more than you From when I watched it originally You didn't oh, Actually you didn't even watch this one Did you? I don't think so, so I did And some things come back to me and his bike was one of the things that came back to me as a thing that everyone talked about at the time. But the shoe pastry, and they did say this in judging, the shoe pastry was actually a little bit flat. He, it hadn't kind of puffed as much as he might have wanted. But it was the most inventive. And the flavours, he had like toffee and nuts and caramel and like creme pat in there, which sounds delicious to me. So was it slightly controversial, therefore, that James was star baker over Brendan? Do you think or not? I would have put Brendan in there, but I reckon they wanted to how in the final they wanted to have people in a different kind of order of who's got Starbakers and who hasn't yeah and as we've talked through this whole thing like I if I was going just on the series so far I would have just had Brendan as just the winner well he's yeah. just been so consistent and even when he's been consistent it's been very good as well but well, that's a boring storyline yeah very boring the judging they had the sepia crime scene flashbacks again <laughs> they spoke about somebody they would cut back to them all kind of like, devoid of any color in their faces a very strange thing to do maybe they're trying to remind us of their names or just like fill up time it's a weird thing i'm glad they stopped doing that yeah um but danny was a bottom danny was the bottom of the week sadly it was quite a sad elimination i thought yeah i really liked danny but they all seem to be quite a nice little group of people mm. we didn't say james Gordon star baker or did we I did say that, yeah. Oh, I wasn't I listening. said, uh, it's really harsh because I said, is it controversial that Brendan didn't win Starbaker? Maybe I didn't say James actually won. <laughs> James did won. Well done, James. James did won. James did win. Oh, this has been a very messy one, hasn't it? And so we have our three finalists Brendan, James and John I wonder what will happen It's anybody's guess I've never heard you tell me Not even once Not even every single week We do this podcast What can I say I'm really good with secrets Says the person who told Literally everyone That he'd won Bake Before they even knew Who he was Well that is true <laughs> They probably just thought I was a crazy person though Anyway I reckon it's time To get into our inbox But first We do of course Have our taste test Yes So this one comes from Alison Who emailed us To out her father's cereal habits She says My dad Used to have rice krispies with hot milk. These were the days before microwaves, and my mum used to heat the milk up in a saucepan for him, and then he used to let the krispies sit in it until they were all big and swollen. I will never forget the smell creeping up the stairs while I got ready for school. Hmm, interesting. So, hot milk and rice krispies. Does Alison's dad deserve jail, or should he be allowed to keep his krispies hot, big, and swollen? What a sentence. Are your buns drying out? I beg your pardon. I mean, could your buns be kept stickier? The eternal question. I suppose the answer is yes. Well, I'm here to help. I thought you were married. Behave. If you'd like extra helpings of Sticky Bun Boys each and every week, all you have to do is join our OnlyFans. Each week, you get an ad-free version of our podcast, as well as bonus bits, including recipes and access to our own little community of soggy bottoms. And all it costs is the price of a coffee each month. Check us out at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys exclamation mark. So how do you like your crispies? Big and swollen? Or tight and crunchy? Oh, I like them tight. Mmm. Crispy. Oh no, crispy's not good either. They're they're crunchy. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I have to say this is like a massive, massive ache for me. Any kind of soggy cereal, warm cereal. No, thank you. Oh, I see. I think I could get on board with this. Oh, Michael. But as, as long as there was a bit of crunch to go with the mush, I'd be fine. Oh, so you do it, and then you just do a little sprinkling on top of it. Like a crumb. Like a Like a, fresh rice, <laughs> <laughs> like a rice, rice crispy crumble. Oh, I say this. Good you live alone. Um, <laughs> actually, he goes to jail. Oh, oh, sorry, while well, I removed that dagger from my back. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to jail because he's making his wife. You know, when you keep milk in a saucepan, it's really annoying to clean. You get that like Yeah, but they, they were the living bottom. in the past, there wasn't an option. Well, still, he could have cleaned his own saucepan. Mm, that's true. So, yeah, he goes, no, he goes actually, to jail. No, actually, we don't know that he didn't. It says my mum used to heat the milk up in a saucepan for him. It does not say that she cleaned the saucepan for him. You just made a gendered assumption. Take it back. Well, she heated it up for him. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I would. You know what? I'll go to jail with Alison's dad. Um, I hear jail is fun for gays. Um, Because you both like them big and swollen. (laughs) I love them big and swollen. Right. (laughs) The first person that I inbox this week is from Eleanor, who says: Firstly, I'm going to read out the compliment actually. Yes. Firstly, I love your podcast, and it's quickly become my favourite weekend listen. It's been a year, it's not very quick. Depends which stuff (laughs) you're listening, to be fair. (laughs) Um, I always listen when going out for a run or while driving and hope no one sees me cracking up to myself. I don't think I could listen to our podcast on a run. I have done. And I tell you this, like, I do the same thing. I was the last episode I was listening on the train and there was it was a really busy train and I was stood in the middle, you know, when you have to hand your hand up and your arm starts aching. Mm. And I just kept on bursting out laughing. Really? Yeah. And I think on trains people are used to it. But sometimes like, I frequently do it in the gym and I did it on a run and it really put me off my run because I kept on laughing. Well that's why I do, I can't listen to comedy when I'm running. I have to listen to like murder or like anything that makes me think, oh, someone else's life is worse than this. <laughs> murder you're running away from it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like this podcast makes me laugh. Which and you, you have a particular wheeze that gets me, or I'll hear a cackle from Alex in the corner, and I'm like, yeah, that's got me as well. Also, we don't so often there's a gap between, so recently while we do, we'll be doing kind of past records, there's a gap between us recording it and then hearing it back because of various other commitments. And during this season, we'll go back to weekly. So it'll be a bit more kind of up to date. But sometimes I listen to it and I'll, I'll have no idea what we were talking about. Well, also we do have producer Alex edits. And I know I've told people that usually we're one hit wonders. We just do one take and it's it does no editing. But in reality, there's quite a lot of bump that's taken out. <laughs> so it's like a new podcast for me. <laughs> Genuinely. Right. Back to Eleanor. Second i'm always curious to know how you prepared for reality tv in quotes fame did you know when you signed up to be on bake-off that you would one day gain thousands of followers on social media and have thousands of people following your every move on tv and online how do you feel about being thrust into the public eye to be honest thrust did you feel like you were thrust i quite like thrusting I've, actually, i know that, that was actually, the question i asked i actually don't like thrusting i i like being thrusted um <laughs> I, the thrusty, not the thruster. <laughs> yeah, I'm the thrusty. <laughs> um, I didn't... This was one of the things that I have to say, because we've talked about this sometimes, um, and I actually have enjoyed it. But this was one of the things that put me off before thinking I wouldn't like it mm. and that I would find it difficult. So you and, did think about it before you went on? Yeah, definitely. To me, I waited a long time because I did watch Bake Off from early on. And every year, like, if, if you're someone that bakes and you're in the UK and you bake someone something everyone always says oh you should go on bake off mm. and i remember every year people saying that and one of the things in my head was always like oh no but i just don't want to go on tv i don't want to be someone that everyone knows who they are and have seen you and things i didn't like the idea of that mm. but when it happened i actually did like it see i didn't think it through like, i genuinely didn't think about it i think because actually completing the bake-off felt like such a big challenge that i couldn't think about anything else and so i just didn't i don't think i really yeah i don't think i really properly processed it until it happened and yeah I, similar thing in the way that i thought about it before though before when we were like auditioning and things mm. like that when bake-off came i forgot when we were filming bake-off i forgot that this isn't bake-off mm. it's the transmission when it goes out into the world in a sense is the reality of bake-off mm. so i did the same like as we were filming i was like oh i've done that now it's like "No, no 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 david like it's gonna hit the fan when actually it's we were TV. talking about this quite recently actually like i I've had like oh, I've spoken about it a lot on the podcast I don't want to be boring about it and repeat myself. I find it very kind of odd. I'm not I don't love it, I don't hate it. It's it's it is what it is. But what I find quite difficult is dating post bake off and that has been a whole challenge and um like a lot of the time on things like Grinder or on Tinder or on Hinge or whatever, people, one of their first things they'll talk about is Bake Off. They'll, they'll bring it up. They'll make a weird, cringy, soggy bottom joke or like something. And it's just like, that's not attractive or making me want to sleep with you or make me want to go on a date with you, making that joke. That's just weird. Like, I don't Who is that joke for? Yeah. It's, it's really weird. It makes me really cross and upset and frustrated. And I was complaining about it to one of my friends, Sophie. And then they were like, would you prefer they didn't? And I was like, well, yeah. And then they were like, no, but would you prefer they knew and didn't tell you? And I was like, no, I don't want that either. And I was like, well, then what can they do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess there can be ways of acknowledging. I definitely thought that was one of the things I thought that I was glad that I wasn't dating anymore. Because by the time Bake Off started, I was already with Nick. Because mm. I always thought that would be difficult. Mm. when Because then you just don't know the reasons why people are wanting to go on a date with you, especially straight after transmission. Mm. But it is it is tough for people to know whether to say something or whether not to exactly and... yeah and i was busy on you know, my high horse being cross about it and then when i when they gave me that other point of view i was like oh actually yeah that is weird so now happy medium i've got on hinge is like one of the prompts it's like one thing you never do again and i put bake off because then i've said it so we yes. it's, it's there but we don't need to talk about it when I mean, we eventually it will probably come up but like and if people do straight away they're blocked <laughs> exactly that okay next one Amy, what are your tips and recommendations for paring down a recipe or tweaking it to serve one? A very quick answer to this one by Nancy Burt Whistle's book. And in the front of Nancy Burt Whistle's book, it's got basically conversions for everything so if you've got like an eight inch round recipe you're converting into a 12 inch square recipe she'll give you the exact amount to multiply every single thing by and that includes eggs and i can't quite remember her rules but basically you can round up to a certain amount or if you're rounding down just add milk or something yeah that's because my thing is always look at a recipe like the eggs is the key thing Mm. so if you've got something that's got three eggs and it's 12 cupcakes very easy you can be able to do four with one Mm. egg but sometimes biscuits are tough because biscuits if it's a biscuit that's got one egg it's like one egg and it makes 50 biscuits Mm. it's hard to do that so then just pick a different recipe pick a different recipe (laughs) or buy nancy bert whistle's book what's it called sizzle Sizzle and 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 drizzle yeah um we both knew secondly This is not me, this is Amy. I'm asexual but not aromantic. Basically, sex is a no, but romance and romantic feelings are a yes. I'd love to be able to go out on dates and find a partner who understands that physical intimacy after a point just doesn't do anything for me. As a mostly straight woman, I'm still figuring that part out, to be honest, it feels that much harder in some ways, if that makes sense. I want to put myself out there, but I'm not sure the best way to do so or how to address the elephant in the room who'd much rather enjoy a nice cuddle than fuck the word fuck came out of the blue there i love having friends but i want more without wanting more what are your thoughts do you know my thoughts straight away are and i've just been thinking about this a lot recently is how everyone has to be put into a box mm. because amy has had to say that like they're asexual but not aromantic like all these things it's like amy's just amy mm. amy is amy she wants what she wants she will and and what she, she desires what she desires it's strange that we want to put people into box and then by the time when you put someone in a box then there's an assumption so there's an assumption if she says i'm asexual there's the assumption that oh therefore they're not going to want this and and so it is just tough isn't it like but then i guess the only thing you can say is communication but then that's all the pressures on them to communicate to other people and when do you do it right from the start and it seems strange if right from the start you say like i want this this and this it's hard isn't it because I think in the queer community, there is a bit more ability to kind of be upfront with that a little bit because there is a bit more kind of movement. And I think I was talking about this quite recently about the idea of open relationships and things like that. Like, I think we have, um, we, we speak about that quite a lot as well. I think there's like a very, cause we have an open relationship, <laughs> <laughs> but I think because we've had to kind of assess the world from a different perspective and look at it and go, well, here's the, does this bit work for me? And they've questioned that. I think lots of straight people, I mean, the, broad brushstrokes, walk into a closed, monogamous relationship just because that's what you do, not because they've thought that that's what they want. And I think we're lucky in queer spaces where we're able to kind of explore around that. And I, I must be quite hard for someone like Amy who's kind of mainly dating in straight circles. But like, if Amy's open to being open, as in like, if you don't want to have sex with that person, but you're happy that person to have sex with somebody else, then sure, great. I actually didn't really get that until you just said it. Like, being a straight woman, it probably is hard because the queer world is generally more open to things mm. so the answer amy is be queer sounds like you might be on our <laughs> way um right uh, the olympics yes! so we do have the the winners of the first three heats so we put these out on our patreon early and they gave some votes and then we put it out i on voted our... as well did you vote i didn't vote did you uh, vote yeah <laughs> i voted but you... we voted when we did it well i voted twice oh i'm fuming so the we had there were three heats the winner of the first heat was having one long fingernail. I voted for that one. The winner in the second heat was holding the door open too early and making someone jog. I didn't vote for that one, but I'm happy about that. And then the final one was making a whoa, 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 noise when something's too hot. <laughs> I mean, the I mean, thing is, they got through to that point. We loved all of the ones. I love got all them. I mean, my, I've got a favourite here. I can't believe that we're going to have to get these. So is the idea now that this next week we get these three voted again. So there's one winner. Or oh, we could do that. Or we could just decide now. Basically, we've had so many more icks coming in. We're going to need to extend the Olympics. No, but we said we could do a world champion chicks. That doesn't work. I know. And you said you're going to think of a better pun, but it, I liked it. But you shouldn't have liked it. <laughs> But the Olympics well, happens every other year. Like they're gonna have Olympics every four years. We can do like a new ceremony if you like. A new candle. Wo- the World Champion Chicks happen every other year, every four years. We're as well not made. doing <laughs> the World Champion Chicks. I will leave this podcast. <laughs> well, you need to work out a league then. A league name. What well, is the Olympics? Okay. The, the Olympics Heat One will have a winner. And then we'll continue with the Olympics until there's a Heats too. So these three, we are going to do it so we've got one winner then. Yes. Uh, but we're also going to start the next Heats. And then I'm, I'm going to share, share with you some more icks Ooh, as the next Heats. I'm excited. I think my favourite one is the making a wow noise. Oh, see, do you think now I, I'm i thinking that holding the door open to really make a just because it makes me giggle every time I think about it. It does. Alex, casting vote. David's one. Okay, so yes. the winner of the the first heat is holding the door open too early and making someone jog. I want to re add one from the previous heats into this heat. Okay. because i loved it so much okay go for it um, this is becoming very complex it is reading the chocolate box menu <laughs> that was such a good because one. as soon as somebody picks up a chocolate box and starts looking at the menu i'm like grow up put it in your mouth you don't like it spit it out again the one thing i don't like yeah especially if they're not expensive chocolates right i usually only have like a bite and then spit them out even if i like them but i get really annoyed if i want a dark chocolate one and i pick up a dark chocolate one and then it's just a shell and it's white chocolate inside. Oh, awful. But it's, it's like a game of chocolate box roulette. Exactly. And it's as mortifying to see someone look at the menu or even when they're like casting around because all they've got is the train, they're casting <laughs> around for the box to try and find the menu. It's yes. like, grow up. So that's my first one. Another one is um, eating food at a barbecue and balancing your little paper plate on your knees while sat in the camping chair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is something quite mortifying about that, isn't there? Especially yes. as an adult. And this is one of the things because sometimes it's it's like something specific that someone does. Everyone has to do this at a barbecue. Everybody. And it is horrible. Uh, Um, I like the way that they added in sitting on a camping chair as well. (laughs) Um, It seems like there was that in that situation while writing. Um, The next one is when he sings a song at you and you say you don't know it, but he keeps singing it anyway. Yes (laughs) Yes <laughs> That was me earlier playing f- uh, Fred again to you And you and Alex out like, there patiently like yes And I'm like no it gets good in a minute No it gets really good in a minute That was me But you weren't really doing it to us You were just dancing to yourself on the sofa sure. Like we weren't really here <laughs> <laughs> Alex quietly went shall we start <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a long podcast episode <laughs> Next one People running away from bees yeah. <laughs> Yes 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 I didn't write this one in But I would have written this one in <laughs> If you're five years old or three years old, fair enough. If you're an adult, stop running away from bees. When, when you're at a picnic table and then someone like gets up because there's a wasp and like runs, yes. runs away from the animals, like get out. But the best bit is is the fact that the bee always chases them. <laughs> they run away and it keeps on going after them. If they just sat still, it would just go away. Oh, I like that one very much. And the final one from this round. It's the eye contact Paul makes with bakers While biting into their bakes <laughs> Genius Yes that, that is good That gives me a severe ick actually That is an ick And also him saying Should we start at this end then? <laughs> well, that's another ick the only, the only end he ever starts at Which end do you prefer to start at? D- his end No not his end The one that he always says I mean The left The l- Oh yeah, the left if you are looking that way Yeah the left Sure Which end do you like to start at? Uh, depends who's asking <laughs> Okay <laughs> Paul's not asking. We're not. This, we're I not mean, Alex has threatened to cut most of this episode out, but I think we should just keep it as, as like a random, a random extra ramble. lengthy one. Because they're making us wait for Bake Off for an extra week this year. Yeah, we should give them an extra lengthy one. We should give one. them an extra lengthy one. They can start at whichever end they like. Okay. For me, it's between the running away from bees and singing a song at you and, you, and you say you don't know, but you keep singing it anyway. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I'm trying to think if one of them just slightly edges the other one. Not edges again. I think they're running away from bees. Partly because I just like the fact that Alex threw in the bit of when you're trying to get out of the picnic bench and you get stuck while they're doing it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> they scrape their knee while they're trying okay. to run away from bees. So, people running away from bees is the first winner of the heats. Please continue sending in your icks for the second heat of the olymp Ix and not the world championship chicks. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell at Bake Off is just around the corner. We are losing our minds and our inbox is heating up nicely. So if anyone's joining us for the first time, we would love to hear from you. Just drop us an email over at stickybunboys at gmail.com or say hello on our socials at... What's that, David? Stickybunboys. Boys. And remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast apps so you will not miss any episodes. Of course, if you fancy any more from us, there's always bonus tea, Q&As, recipes, and anything else we fancy talking about on our only plans. Just pop over to patreon.com forward sticky to join in on the fun. I reckon that's about it from us. We've been told off for doing very long outros before, haven't we, David? Producer Alex is a bossy girl, isn't he? Very, but we're very obedient, David. In certain situations, yes. Let's not pull on that thread, and we'll see you next week. And remember to... Keep them sticky! <laughs> ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In (laughs) one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we?